enjoy hearing you sing. I miss Chaplin like and his guitar, but sometimes I just like to hear your voices. Tonight's chapel, in this service, we're going to approach Scripture as a prayer book. I'm sure you've seen the title for what we're about tonight. I think it's up there for us, God's Word. When we begin to browse through this collection of books, we learn a lot about prayer. This dialogue between God and the people He created has existed throughout the history of the human race. It is a dialogue. Prayer is a dialogue. When we look closely at these ancient words, we discover that God has a longing in His heart to keep the communication clear. We find example after example of people who, through prayer, were developing that relationship with God. We discover that God's Word has some significant lessons for us in prayer. Some of those lessons we learn simply by observing. We look in on people who are praying. Or we come, the lessons come from direct instruction. Most importantly, the teachings of Jesus. And it is important to, to discover what He has to say to us. So we're going to start tonight with some instruction from Jesus. What does He have to say to us about prayer. What is he teaching? I'm taking you here to the Sermon on the Mount. Now, I think it would be best tonight if you not try to follow me because I'm going to be skipping around. I think you might get more out of it if you just listen. That would be okay, wouldn't it? Those of you who know me very well understand that I have a passion about reading the Word and I have just that, about that same passion for listening to it. So let's do that together tonight. Here we are in the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus is addressing some common religious practices, giving, praying, fasting. And the significant teaching here is that we are not to engage in prayer to be seen by others, but because we love God. And when you pray, Jesus assumed that his followers would pray, when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen of men. I tell you the truth, they have their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then, your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like the pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them. Your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Jesus seems to be encouraging personal time alone in communion with God. He wasn't rejecting public prayer, but he was telling us that we shouldn't use it as a time to draw attention to ourselves. One day, Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, 
teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, When you pray, say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Then he said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend and he goes to him at midnight and says, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread because a friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I have nothing to set before him. Then the one inside answers, Don't bother me. The door is already locked and my children are with me in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, though he will not get up and give him the bread because he is his friend, yet because of the man's boldness, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Jesus told His disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, In a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared about men. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, Grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused. But finally he said to himself, Even though I don't fear God or care about men, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice, so that she won't eventually wear me out with her coming. And the Lord said, Listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for His chosen ones who cry out to Him day and night? Will He keep putting them off? I tell you, He will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will He find faith on the earth? God will answer prayer. He will not be like the unjust judge who had to be badgered until he gave in. He will honor our faith, a faith that perseveres 
in prayer. Jesus' instructions for prayer are clear and convincing. Perhaps the most powerful lessons, though, come from his example. Many times in the account of his life on earth, we find him praying. It was a regular practice for him. It was a lifestyle. We read in Scripture, Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. We learn a valuable lesson in forgiveness as we listen to his words from the cross. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. His trust in his Father was complete as he prayed, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. As we look at Jesus' life and ministry, we notice that significant occasions in his life were marked by prayer. Luke records that at his baptism, as he was praying, heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, whom I love. With you, I am well pleased. When he faced the important task of choosing twelve apostles, the scripture tells us Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to his Father. Pretty powerful example. We can never forget how he prayed in Gethsemane right before he was arrested. Here, I believe, in this excerpt, we learn our greatest lesson in surrendering our will to the will of God. Jesus' soul was overwhelmed with sorrow. He fell to the ground and prayed that, if possible, the hour might pass from him. Abba, Father, he said, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me. Yet, not what I will, but what you will. I want us to move to some prayers of praise and adoration. And it seems to me that it would be good for us to get on our feet. I'm not going to ask you to read. I just want you to stand in reverence to God. These are prayers of praise and adoration. I want to start here with David's final prayer when all of Israel was assembled and they were bringing all the gifts for the building of the temple. He said, Praise be to you, O Lord, God our Father of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor for everything in heaven and earth is Yours. Yours, O Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted as head over all. Wealth and honor come from You. You are the ruler of all things. 
In Your hands are strength and power to exalt and to give strength to all. Now, our God, we give You thanks and praise Your glorious name. Blessed be Your glorious name and may it be exalted above all blessing and praise. You alone are the Lord. You made the heavens, even the highest heavens and all their starry hosts, the earth and all that is in it, the seas and all that is in them. Before the mountains were born or, be, or you brought forth the earth and the world from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You give life to everything and the multitudes of heaven worship you. I will praise You, O Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all Your wonders. Many, O Lord my God, are the wonders You have done. The things You planned for us, no one can recount to You. Were I to speak and tell of them, they would be too many to declare. I will praise You, O Lord, among the nations. I will sing of You among the peoples. For great is Your love higher than the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the skies. Your righteousness is like the mighty mountains. Your justice like the great deep. How priceless is your unfailing love. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. Amen. You may be seated. It is one thing to declare the greatness of God from a universal and objective point of view, but it's quite another thing to recognize His supreme being on a personal level. It's rather overwhelming. In Psalm 8, after considering the greatness of God, the Creator of the universe, the psalmist said, What is man? that you are mindful of Him. It is hard to comprehend, but it's true. This God who knows everything knows everything about me. This God who is everywhere is always with me. Sometimes we need to just quiet ourselves, move into His presence, Sense his nearness. It's kind of a therapy in an impersonal world. This is where the psalmist is. O Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely, O Lord. You hem me in, behind and before. You have laid your hand on me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, 
you are there. If I go make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with thee. Test me, O Lord, and try me. Examine my heart and my mind. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Psalm 51 is the finest example of prayer for forgiveness in all of Scripture. When God convicts us and we recognize the guilt of our sin, we must confess our sins with a penitent spirit. God's Word assures us that He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Hear my voice when I call, O God. Be merciful to me. And answer me. My heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. Hear my cry, O God. Listen to my prayer. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion. Blot out my transgressions. Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only, have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight so that you are proved right when you judge and justified when you judge. Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Surely you desire truth in the inward parts. You teach me wisdom in the inmost place. 
Cleanse me with hyssop, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquity. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of my salvation, of your salvation, and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will turn back to you. Save me from blood guilt, O God, the God who saves me, and my tongue will sing of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips and my mouth will declare your praise. You do not delight in sacrifice or I would bring it. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the guilt of my sin. O Lord my God, I will give you thanks forever. In the kind of world that we live in, with its daily pressures, God's people are not immune to trouble. This is not news to you. Just reminding you. We experience loneliness, heartbreak, disappointments. We face danger. We become anxious. How do we respond to these circumstances that are beyond our control? Coming to God in prayer is always a proper response. Turning to the one who made us brings delight to his heart. He is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Maybe the psalmist's prayer is your prayer tonight. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. In you, I trust, O my God. I call on you, O God, and you will answer me. Give ear to me and hear my prayer. Turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. The troubles of my heart have multiplied. Free me from my anguish. Look upon my affliction and my distress. Do not let me be put to shame, nor let my enemies triumph over me. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Let my cry for help come to you. Do not hide your face from me when I am in distress. Turn your ear to me when I call. Answer me quickly. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I.
For you have been my refuge, a strong tower against the foe. You have been my hope, O sovereign Lord, my confidence since my youth. From birth, I have relied on you. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. No one whose hope is in you will ever be put to shame. And listen to the gracious and reassuring response from God. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. I will exalt you, O God, for you lifted me out of the depths and did not let my enemies gloat over me. O Lord my God, I called to you for help, and you healed me. Every day of our lives we face decisions. Some are momentary. They seem rather inconsequential. But other decisions are more significant. They may even affect the course of our lives. Many times I've turned to the Scripture to discover God's guidance and His direction. Since I was a child, I've wanted to know what His best, what His will was for me. And many times I have prayed these prayers from the Word. I desire to do your will, O oh my God. Your law is within my heart. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. I have considered my ways and have turned my steps to your statutes. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths, and I will walk in your truth. Give me an undivided heart, that I may fear your name. Direct me in the path of your commands, for there I find delight. I seek you with all my heart, do not let me stray from your commands. I will hasten and not delay to obey your commands. And the Lord honors those who seek His direction. His promise is this. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you and watch over you. Those are more than promises. That's prayer. God is speaking to us. Let's stand to our feet. and It's not as if we need another prayer, but let's pray one. Dear Father, we thank you for what we discover about this communication with you in the ancient words, in the Holy Scriptures. 
Thank you for teaching us how to pray. Not just with instruction, but by your example. Thank you for the many examples in the Word that we have not even looked at tonight that become our words as we pray them. Thank you for the opportunity we have to communicate with you. Thank you for prayer. And may we find ourselves in the coming hours and days with words from Holy Scripture on our lips as our prayer. Truly, we say to you, teach us to pray. In your name, Amen. You're just